At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Did you know the best seeds for your garden don't come from the nursery? In fact, the seeds that will create the most robust and delicious fruits and vegetables come directly from your garden. This is because they are uniquely adapted to your growing conditions, better than anything you can buy from a fancy catalog or website. Through the magic of seed saving, it is quite possible to have the garden of your dreams. The best part is, Saving your own seeds is surprisingly easy and fun. With a bit of instruction, anyone can become a seed-saving superstar. Let us teach you how in our free seed-saving webinar. Just text SEEDS to 33444 to sign up or visit SeedSavingHacked.org for more information. That's SEEDS to 33444 or visit seedsavinghacked.org. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the grow your own food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Nikki Golly of Fuel Your Body to talk about her experience with nutrition and wellness. Nikki is a micronutrient coach on a mission to help people experience the healthiest and happiest version of themselves. She graduated with highest honors with a degree in nutrition from Arizona State University. Go ASU! She worked for eight years in a vitamin store in Phoenix where she gained a vast amount of knowledge on supplements. Fuel Your Body is a coaching program as well as a series of products to help you reach your health goals. Everything you eat makes a difference in how you feel. Your immune system starts in your gut, and the foods you eat affect your whole body, from the bottoms of your feet to the top of your head. Through her simple tips, recipes, and how-to videos, she is here to empower you to reach your goals. Welcome to the show today, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and tell us more about the path you took to get where you're at now? Yes. Well, it all started when I walked into a vitamin store and was recruited by the district manager because I had a bubbly personality and she knew that I would thrive in what she did. So hold on, hold on. (laughs) You 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 went in as a customer. I was a customer, yes. I was wow. a customer, and she was like, what? Do you, are you healthy? You seem healthy. What, what do you do? And, and I told her that I was looking for a change in my life, and she <laughs> told me that I needed to come, become part of her team, and wow. I did, and I loved it. So I did, and immediately it got under my skin. I'm a 
big proponent of nutrition and health and had been. Mm -hmm. I had my family took supplements and knew about supplements, and I had an uncle actually recently fall 30 feet from a tree and survived. Wow. And we believe only because he was taking supplements that helped his body for the last however many years, over 50 years, uh-huh. and it made a big impact. So I mm. learned more and more, and once I start learning something, I'm the kind of personality that if I don't know, I will find out. Uh-huh. Or if I... So I immediately dove down into that path to every single customer that came in. It it wasn't a mission to sell them something. Mm -hmm. It was to help them. And that inspired me to get my degree at ASU where I was going to become a naturopathic doctor. And so I was doing my undergrad in biochemistry and Mm -hmm. I was just miserable because it just, it didn't seem right because I had spent all this time in the settlement industry learning about how to get people off of pharmaceutical drugs. And then here I was going to go become a doctor so I could prescribe them. Right. (laughs) And it just didn't seem right. It just, there was no, it it was a major disconnect. And that's when I found nutrition. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you are the third or fourth guest that we've had on the podcast in the past six months that basically have told me the same thing, that they were in the pharmaceutical industry or they were (laughs) in the medical industry and they got out because of that. Yeah, it's it's you're selling your soul, I felt. And I was like, there's no way I could do that. And I'm not going to spend all this money. And I mean, a biochemistry degree is not easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, this is this is not going to be means to an end. Like, I don't right. feel that this is going to be right. So when I found nutrition, I immediately went to nutrition and got a nutrition dietetics degree because I was like, what is the hardest nutrition degree you could get because I was coming from biochemistry. So I knew I was going to need to do a hard science-based degree. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And one of my big favorite classes were the advanced metabolism of micronutrients. And that kind of led me down to what I'm doing. And that's one of the reasons why I call myself a micronutrient coach because one, Nobody knows what that is. We all focus on macronutrients, right. which are your carbs, proteins, and fats, but it's really the micronutrients. It's the vitamins and minerals that really make a big difference because we can get carbs, proteins, and fats and little to no micronutrients right. in today's society. Right. So what are so micronutrients? My, micronutrients are going to be your vitamins and minerals. Those are going to be your magnesiums, your calciums, your B12, your... Iron, those things are actually micronutrients. So we need them in very small quantities in our body, but they are so important. Without those vitamins and minerals, we have all kinds of issues. And that's what I came to when I was in the vitamin store. Mm -hmm. All these different ailments, everything that I looked up, every single one of them pointed back to a vitamin mineral deficiency first. Interesting. So hold on. Here's the deal, though. I eat really good food. I shop at all the right places. I buy organic food. Why do I need to take supplements? <laughs> Why do you need to take supplements? It depends on the person on what supplements you do or don't need to take, uh-huh. but typically it's the variety that we don't get. Hmm. Granted, we, if you are probably better than most, one, because you have an urban farm, so you actually know what kind of nutrients you're getting. But when you go to the store mm-hmm. and you buy these fruits and vegetables, Typically, they're shipped across the world, if not the country. Right. 
And usually the world. They just don't have the nutrition. Yeah, usually the world. And they don't have the nutritional quality they do. I mean, they say an apple now. The nutritional quality in an apple is about what it is in 40 apples now is what it was, what, in the 20s? 30s, wow. 40s even. Yeah. I know when I so was... So we just don't get the nutrition from the actual food, those vitamins and minerals, right. those micronutrients we're not getting in yeah. in our foods. Yeah. I, when, I, when I was at ASU and studying my undergraduate degree about 18 years ago, I uh, I found some studies for a paper I wrote, and I, I should go look them up, but they, they really showed that the micronutrient our soil was really used up of the micronutrients right after World War Two. You know, so we've been growing yeah. food in this soil for all this time, and it's missing a lot of what we need. Well, you think about that World War II. What happened to all the chemicals that we were mm -hmm. using in warfare? Mm -hmm. They started to come and go, hey, well, they, they kill plants. Well, they'll kill weeds. We could spray them on our food to kill weeds. Yeah. <laughs> so that just adds to it, but... We probably won't go down that wormhole because we could talk that. Well, actually, that let, let's let's go down one wormhole because I I, I okay. have something that I say in the world, and whenever I run into a, a you know a nutritionist or a doctor, I like to ask them about it and ask them their opinion. So, one of my statements yeah. in the world is that there are three things in our culture that cause one hundred percent of the disease: lack of nutrition in our food, environmental toxins, and stress. And I know that's a bold yeah. statement, but what do you think about that? I think that's huge. And stress also goes with sleep. I mean, that rest and repair that mm. nobody sleeps because they're all stressed out. Yep. <laughs> and then we're not getting the micronutrients in our foods once we're awake. I 100% I agree with that statement yeah. for sure. Sad, but it's true. Yeah. Well, sad, standard American diet, right? <laughs> yep. That's yep. one of the reasons why it's so sad. Yeah. Because so many people do eat the sad diet. Yeah, exactly. Processed foods. There is actually a term in my nutrition degree that I learned, and they called it food stuffs. It's not even food. It's food stuffs. I didn't even think that was a word. Food. Hold and on here. Hold on here. Food stuff. S-T-U-F-F. S. S-T-U-F-F-S, food stuffs. Oh, interesting, food stuffs. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, tell us about that. And that's packaged goods. That's considered food-like or food-ish. It's food stuff. Hmm. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a travesty what we've done yeah. to our culture, and that's the norm and not the exception. Yeah. And that's where we've gone so wrong is, Kids nowadays don't know what real food is. They don't know what fruits and vegetables actually look like or where they come from. Yeah. They don't come from the grocery store. Where do they come from? The grocery store, of course. <laughs> of course. That's where they come from. So, An apple comes from the grocery store. Right, exactly. So interestingly, you, you threw out something a moment ago that I, uh, when I teach at Arizona State University, which I've done in the past a fair amount, I always give this assignment. I ask them to write a paper on what is real food. So you mentioned something a moment ago about what is real food. So tell us, what is real food? Real food is stuff that is made by a plant or is a plant. Ah. Not That's one of my, my coined terms. I'm like, if, if it is a plant or it's made by a plant, it's good for you. Uh -huh. If it's made in a plant, it's not good for you. 
Oh, okay, you got me there. Hold on. Okay, hold on. In a plant, I got it, but then in in a processing plant. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If it's made in a processing plant, it's not good for you. Wow. Processed processed cheese food. That's that's a label I recently saw. Processed cheese food. Yeah, what is that? That's not <laughs> it's not even cheese. They can't even legally say cheese. Yeah, because exactly. Because it's not cheese. Exactly. It's like this food stuff. It's not food, but it's food-like substance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, so what's the problem with food stuffs? There is no micronutrients in it. Hmm. And don't forget there about the no chemicals. There are no vitamins and minerals unless it's chemically added later. Yeah. And that goes back to my multivitamins. When I would recommend multivitamins to everyone mm-hmm. because that was that basis but when you go down the multivitamin rabbit hole, uh-huh. you learn that they're all Different. synthetically made in the lab. Mm-hmm. Unless there's specific ones that are com- that come from fruits and vegetables. Yep. But typically, they extract those things from fruits and vegetables. But if you take an apple, mm-hmm. an apple has those vitamins, but it also has 10,000 different phytonutrients. Right. That we don't know what it does. Hold on. So we don't think they're important. Phytonutrients. What is a phytonutrient? <laughs> a phytonutrient or phytochemical. It's like my, one of my favorite coined terms. A phytonutrient or a phytochemical is... I don't even know how to explain it, honestly. Uh-huh. They are just things that we don't know. It's, it's kind of like a vitamin and a mineral and a phytonutrient. Hmm. It's something other than what we've, we can't tell what a phytoestrogen or phyto this, it's, they're, yeah, there's no real explanation for it because we can't figure out exactly what it is. And that's why we don't think as humans, when we put multivitamins together, we don't think that's important because they haven't figured out what it does. Got it. But that's what makes an apple so different than an A, B, and C vitamin from apple. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Because it's synergy. It works together. Mm-hmm. Everything works together in food. Phytonutrients. So I just Googled it real quick. Phytonutrients okay. or phytochemicals. Phyto refers to the Greek, Greek word for plant. These chemicals help protect plants from germs, fungi, bugs, and other threats. So this is familiar Perfect. to That's me. Exactly. Yeah, this is so <laughs> it says go. It, it goes on to say fruits and vegetables contain phytonutrients. Other plant-based foods also contain phytonutrients. And those phytonutrients help build our immune system. It sounds like That's very true. Yeah. And it's it's what the plant produces like like you said, it's what the plant produces to protect itself. Yeah. Like lycopene. Lycopene is in a tomato that it's designed in the tomato to protect itself from predators, but it also benefits us. It benefits men especially because it's really good for the prostate. Mm-hmm. That is one specific phytochemical that they figured out what it does. Ah, got but it. There's thousands and thousands upon thousands in different fruits and vegetables that do amazing things for our body, but we haven't figured them out yet. So, got it. We think they're not important. So I'm I'm actually learning something new here. Woohoo! About Yay! phytonutrients. I mean, I, I the concept of phytonutrients I kind of got. Uh, you know, uh-huh. when once you started talking about it, it's like, oh right, because there's things that go on in the soil that has that happen too. So phytonutrients 
you can't get from vitamins, I heard you just say. You can't. So that has no, to come from our can't. food. They have to come from your food. Or there is a company that I found that juices the whole fruit and vegetable and puts it in a capsule. Mm. And that is what I've leaned towards when I come to anyone that has a micronutrient deficiencies with an ailment of some sort. I go back to the basis. Go back to the ground floor and figure out what you can do uh, to load your body with a bunch of nutrients. Mm-hmm. And instead of a multivitamin, I recommend this product, which is called Juice Plus. Got it. Juice and Plus what is it a good product. Is, yeah. And, it, and there's so many studies to prove that it actually helps uh-huh. and it does something. Unlike most multivitamins, there is legit double-blind placebo-controlled trials behind it, which... Yeah. Satisfies cool. my science nerd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. So, what is the nutritional difference of local and in-season foods as opposed to something maybe that gets shipped from Peru? Yeah, we kind of touched on that a little bit before, but if you're eating something that comes from a tree close to you, uh-huh. or Say an orange from all these beautiful orange blossoms right now. Of something that you grew yourself. Or some, yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm learning. I'm learning more about growing fruit. I actually have fruit trees, three currently in my backyard, and two more that I've just recently planted from your inspiration. Nice. Thank you for that. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. But in the nutritional difference comes back to the vitamins and minerals. Mm. If you grew it or you have a farmer that grew it, they care about what they're putting into it, not necessarily the end product Mm -hmm. on getting mass amounts to ship it to wherever. They're taking it to the farmer's market or you're picking it yourself. You're actually putting nutrients back in the soil that gets put into the plant. So you're going to get a lot more of those micronutrients and phytochemicals. And the other thing, too, is that it's fresher. Mm. If you're going to eat something that's local, it's probably going to be picked way closer mm-hmm. to when it's ripe than picked green, ripe from some chemical agent that they spray on it on the truck when it's being shipped across the world. Yeah. Because most of the nutrients in plants actually happens, they say, the last maybe 10, 20 days that it's ripening. Oh, right. So right before it's ripened, that's yep. when you're going to get the most nutrients in the plant because that's the plant is designed to reproduce. So mm-hmm. it's going to put a whole bunch of nutrients in that so it can attract something to spread its seed. Yeah. It only makes sense from the plant's perspective. Yeah. Yay. So you just get so much more nutrients and nutrition from it. From local and in-season foods and guys just grow your own yeah grow your own grow your own i'm working on it i'm working on it so (laughs) what is a good baby Uh step for those people that don't have a place to use you said to call home or don't have a place in the ground garden what you know what can we do here and i'm i I have to admit i'm kind of uh baiting nikki on here because i know what she's going to say and i absolutely love 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 her solution so go Yes, that is actually my first 
inspiration into gardening uh-huh. was a thing called the tower garden. Uh-huh. It is a complete closed system, so you can put it on a an apartment balcony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you can grow all kinds of different fruits and vegetables, and it's easy. Well, more vegetables than fruits, because most fruits come on a, a tree. A tree, right? exactly. You can't really plant a tree in this thing. That would destroy it. But vegetables, and that was my first attempt at actually growing anything. Wow. I saw one at a trade show, and I walked up to it, and she... This lady was growing all kinds of stuff on it, and I picked a leaf of kale off the top, uh-huh. and I just ate it right there. And my eyes got the, as big as golf balls, and I was like, what is this thing? I have to have it. Uh-huh. And it's so it's so easy because it's pretty automated because uh-huh. I'm still learning on watering every day or that kind of thing, but this tower garden has a pump with a timer that they send to you Mm -hmm. so it waters itself so i can leave and be kind of neglectful and it still looks beautiful nice (laughs) so this is a water-based solution there's no soil in it right yes there's no soil whatsoever there's a little rock wool cube that holds the plant in place Mm -hmm. and a tower garden holds 20 plants nice and there's a 25 gallon reservoir in the bottom Uh and it pumps up the center and trickles down the roots and waters and exposes the roots to oxygen, which is one of the oh, reasons I yes. believe that it grows so much faster uh-huh. and healthier because the roots normally don't get oxygen. They're in the soil. Right. So by getting oxygen, it actually produces quicker. Nice. And they grow, they say, 30% faster and a 30% wow. higher yield. Than wow. in the ground gardening, and I actually have some videos on my YouTube channel uh-huh. where I have done side by side comparisons. Granted, I am not a master gardener at all, uh-huh. but I have planted some in the ground and some in my tower garden, and the ones in the tower garden were so much better, so much different than nice. in the ground gardening. Nice, 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 nice. Well, just again because I'm a constant testing thing. Right. I'm a scientist at heart, yeah. so. I have to test it out. Yeah, cool. And I I do have to admit, like I said, I love my tower garden. We have one here at the Urban Farm. We activate it. It's it's hard to grow something in it in the summer because it's just so hot. So we activate them usually in uh, October and grow through the winter. And it looks like a great big Christmas tree, um, you know, when it's all... Actually, (laughs) yes. I actually put Christmas lights on mine this year. Nice. I was like, it's a Christmas tree, and it's a water feature, <laughs> and it's right. giving me food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, exactly. That was one of the things that I didn't expect when I first got the tower garden, is because it, the timer, the pump turns on and off. Uh-huh. So when it turns on, it was like... A fountain. <sighs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a fountain. It's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. It's a fountain. It's calming and it's growing me food. Yeah. Like every time it would kick on, I still do it. Every time I hear it kick on, I like take a breath and I get super excited about it. Nice. Nice. And and <laughs> they, they can be grown inside as well as outside, right? Yes, they do. They have a grow, grow light kit mm. that you can put on the tomato cage and it uh. grows inside. I actually have a couple clients that have the inside gardens. I personally have the space to put it outside. Mm -hmm. So I think the plants are a little bit happier outside than they are, 
I mean, there's nothing that we can do to really replace the sun, but that's especially true. in the summer here, oh, yeah. to move it inside, you can actually have lettuce in the summer in oh. Phoenix, and it still looks good. Oh. So I'm, it's, it's, it's on my list to get the to move it indoors in the summer. You just planted a seed for me. There you go. That could You're be welcome. Cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you, you thank you. You plant all kinds of seeds in my head. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. So if somebody was interested in getting a tower garden from you, where would they find that information at? Through my website. All right, cool. What's I your website? I have my own personal website, or they have a tower garden website, but my personal website would take you there too. My personal website is the number two, mm-hmm. fuelyourbody.com. Perfect. So perfect. Two, perfect. fuelyourbody.com. Perfect. So what are the three most important supplements you think a person should take? Most people, just to take care of, like I said, a lot of it comes, or your immune system really starts in your gut. Uh-huh. So that would be the third one. But the first one is the micronutrient supplement. I've recommended Juice Plus because I couldn't find a multivitamin that satisfied anything, but we mm-hmm. talked about that. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend a multinutrient supplement and then fish oils, omega-3s. If it's not an actual fish oil, some kind of omega-3s, because mm-hmm. omega-3s are anti-inflammatory, and our bodies are so inflamed. Even if you don't eat the standard American diet, mm-hmm. we have to battle inflammation, and omega-3s are one of the biggest things, a natural fat that that helps with inflammation. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and look at the, our diets and Paleolithic and all that, what we're supposed to have and what we did have was a two-to-one ratio between omega-3s and omega-6s. Sixes, yeah. And now it's like a 20-to-one ratio mm. between omega-3s and omega-6s. Mm-hmm. Omega-6s being way more because you get that in a lot of your frying oils and your cooking fats and right. things like that are omega-6, yeah. which omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. They cause inflammation. Mm. Slight bit, but they cause inflammation so a recap so a multinutrient supplement a fish oil or omega-3 supplement Mm -hmm. and then the last one because our immune system starts in our gut Mm -hmm. is a probiotic Mm. and those are going to be your good bacteria that we can populate our gut and then feed with all these fruits and vegetables that we're eating but so a multinutrient a fish oil and a probiotic probiotic. hands down ones I recommend for almost everyone fantastic so you have a coaching program around this that you inspire people I love this by the days of the week so tell us about your coaching program yes I try to make it something that people can use and that is like a key to a reminder because I know we all need to eat right and we all need to have the right nutrition but it's that sometimes that the little reminders really help. So two of my main days that I talk about with most everyone, actually I have one for every day of the week, but you have to pay me to learn all those. Okay. But <laughs> the, first one, <laughs> the, the first one is a meatless Monday. Uh-huh. So focusing on eating less meat. And when you eat less meat, they typically replace it with more vegetables, mm-hmm. which we all need uh, to do anyway. Very good. Yep. And then wheatless Wednesday. And wheat, because it's so inflammatory, mm. it causes so much inflammation in the gut, yeah. which 
Honestly, for a lot of people and for you, I think you do meatless and wheatless all the time, right? I do do meatless and wheatless all the time. Yep, those those are big ones. Okay, I'll I'll give you a third one. My third one, and I focus on pretty quickly with most of my clients, is Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. And no, that's not to go to the bar and drink. <laughs> <laughs> but Thursday is... On Thursdays, I have most of my clients, or all of my clients, drink half their body weight in ounces of water a day. Ah. And that helps to kind of rehydrate because you're yep. pretty chronically dehydrated. Yep, exactly. So if you focus on drinking half your body weight in ounces of water, uh-huh. it helps to make sure at least you get one day a week that you're fully hydrated. Got it. And then you can dehydrate the rest of the week, but cool. it's better to focus on it every day, but yeah, that's perfect. one that comes to mind. Cool. So if somebody lived in uh, St. Louis and you live in Phoenix, you can still work with them? Yes. I do a lot through Skype or FaceTime with Mac products. Perfect. But I've done, I've helped people all over the country and it's, it's actually so much fun. As long as there's some kind of a face-to-face. I yeah. do a lot with the phone, but as long as there is some face-to-face so you know exactly who you're working with and what mm-hmm. you're looking at, and nice, it's fun. Nice, 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 nice. So I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. A time I failed. I would say the time I failed the most is when I was starting out is not finding a mentor to oh. emulate. Mm-hmm. Because... I had this amazing knowledge and this amazing power and love for helping people, but no real vehicle to use to get my message out. Mm -hmm. So getting that mentor has been huge to learn, Mm. to inspire, to actually have someone be your cheerleader, but also go, hey, you're uh, not doing this when you said you were supposed to, or do you really think that was a good presentation? Do you think you really prepared for that? (laughs) <laughs> so that that has been that was my biggest failure is not finding someone to emulate and follow. Fantastic. You know that I suspect I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 56 years old and um in looking back in retrospect, I've had some really epic mentors. So that's something that I've just done along the way and it, it Yay. I think that is one of the biggest things everybody can do out there in listener land to yeah. advance yourself in the world. Is So, yay. That, that That's one of my, I have to tell you, that's one of my favorite answers to this question. Yeah? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's a big one. I was trying to think of different failures. Like, well, failed. I'm like... I learned a few lessons along the way, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I was like, I wouldn't really call that a fail, except the mentor. That was yeah. that was a fail, I think. Cool. The me- mentors are really, really important to have someone to Amen. bounce ideas off of and keep you motivated yep. and learn from, because inventing the wheel is hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I know. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. So what do you consider your biggest success? My biggest success? is moving forward, not being stopped by not being perfect. Mm. I think that's been my biggest thing is because I I would easily love to go, I can't do that now because this is this is not perfect. This is not the way it should be. 
but just stepping out and actually doing it. Mm-hmm. That, I think, has been my biggest success, and it keeps being my biggest success. I just keep moving forward, scheduling that appointment or scheduling that podcast when I don't feel like I'm ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, you're perfectly just, ready. This is great. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and just doing it and realizing if I quote-unquote fail that it's just a learning process yeah. and I'm getting better and better at it. And that's been my biggest success is just that keeping moving forward. Mm-hmm. Forward momentum has been awesome. Nice. So what drives you? What drives me? One of my biggest things and my scariest statistics that I talk about in a lot of my seminars and stuff is this is the first generation in history Mm -hmm. that our children are not expected to have the life expectancy of their parents. Mm -hmm. This is so we've actually peaked as a culture and we are now dying sooner than our parents, Mm -hmm. which freaks me out. That is like, that shouldn't happen. There's so much, so much knowledge that is being lost in these generations when we eat foodstuffs instead of food. So that has been my big push that the children are going to inherit this world and they are dying quicker and quicker Mm -hmm. and we have the means and we have the tools to change that. So that kind of keeps me pushed and keeps me going and talking to kids and talking to parents and grandparents about talking to their kids. That's, mm-hmm. It's so important. Yeah. So important. Nice. Nice. So I'm all about education, and I have to know, is there a book that's been influential in this process in your life? There has been three. Ah. Three. One of my first ones, and I can't honestly say I've read it cover to cover. It's more one of those you go and research, uh-huh. but it's called The Prescription for Nutritional Healing by Phyllis Balch. Mm. And it talked a lot about supplements and what things, how you can heal people with real foods and nutrients. And then the second book is Alkalize or Die by Theodore Barodi. Theodore Barodi. Mm-hmm. And I love that one. That one's a big one. That's more food than supplements. Right. And it was a big inspiration and listing a lot of these foods for my clients. Like, if you haven't tried this, what do you do? What? Try these different foods. This yeah. is what's going on. You need to alkalize your body because poisons or cancers or diseases thrive in an acidic environment. Mm-hmm. And the other one, which is a little bit different, is... Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. Oh, yes. I know the author. Yep. I've, I've not I've not read that book, but I know her. Yeah, okay. She, the book has some fantastic little things in it, talking more about what goes through you, not just the body surface area, but more the internal workings of the humans. Yeah. So that one's that one's a little different than most of your nutrition stuff, but right. I loved it. Love it. Excellent. What one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? One final advice. You are what you eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the smallest terms to the largest terms. 
You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. So given that, how do you feel about soda pop? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's infused with bubbles. And the bubbles are a byproduct. It's kind of, it, that, that one's one of the hardest ones for me. Soda pop, when you drink soda, mm -hmm. you're drinking carbon dioxide. Carbon mm -hmm. dioxide is what your body gets rid of because it can't use it through exhalation. Ah, right. Why would you drink something that your body would get rid of? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like drinking pee, I would think. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a major, uh, major shift, but it, it's a byproduct. Of yeah. the human body. Why Got would it. you want to drink it? Mixed with sugar. Sugar course, and other chemicals. Sugar yeah. is a poison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if that helps, it's not my favorite thing yeah, to drink. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Nikki. It has been a treat getting to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to hearing more of your podcast myself. I'm excited. Nice, nice. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is through my email or my website. Okay. My website, again, is the number two, fuelyourbody.com. Mm -hmm. And my email is Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at to fuelyourbody.com. Perfect. And then I also have a phone number if you prefer to call or text, which I am of the texting generation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my phone number is 928-421-1246. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. You can find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash fuel your body. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Did you know the best seeds for your garden don't come from the nursery? In fact, the seeds that will create the most robust and delicious fruits and vegetables come directly from your garden. This is because they are uniquely adapted to your growing conditions, better than anything you can buy from a fancy catalog or website. Through the magic of seed saving, it is quite possible to have the garden of your dreams. The best part is, saving your own seeds is surprisingly easy and fun. With a bit of instruction, anyone can become a seed-saving superstar. Let us teach you how in our free seed-saving webinar. Just text SEEDS to 33444 to sign up or visit seedsavinghacked.com. Dot org for more information. That's seeds to 33444 or visit seedsavinghacked.org. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. 
You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.